Hey everyone, it's Haley here back once again to welcome you to the show. So, I just wanted to point out this week that if you haven't already purchased some Christmas gifts for your fellow HLP fans, you can check out our store and check out some of the items that we've got there in order to purchase some Christmas gifts and get them in time for Christmas. We don't have a whole lot of time left, um, so if you are looking to purchase any HLP gear for Christmas, now is the time. The link to our store is in our description of this episode and it is a link on our website that's all i have for this week i really hope you enjoy it we've enjoyed this abaddon arc coming to an end with this tournament pretty soon with that i'll welcome you to episode 122 the shroom annihilation Like liquor and things that go boo? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 122. And I'm starting to think that the fire department of Columbus, Ohio, does not want us to record. <laughs> because that was, we had to try and get our silence three times this episode before we could start recording. Sirens everywhere. I don't know what's going on, man. It's probably a rival podcast in the Columbus land area, knowing we were recording tonight. So they started doing a string of arsons. They swatted us. That's <laughs> right. I just assumed that they thought we were still in lava world. Oh, fair. Yeah, absolutely fair. Yeah. Little did they know we're all doing mushrooms now. We're fine. <laughs> well, speaking of fine. Hey, Steve, what are you drinking? Thanks, babe. I'm drinking an amaretto sour tonight. Amaretto I'm sour. Yeah. It, uh, actually, I think the last time I had one of these was in that weird transitory period was when I when I was moving from Chicago to here and I was living alone in the apartment that Tim was going to move into with me uh, for a couple months. I was by myself. I didn't know anybody here and I didn't know any of you guys. So I was just getting really hammered in a half empty apartment um, most nights. Um, then I'm also drinking a Hilltop <laughs> uh, American Craft Lager after that. And if we're getting lucky tonight, that'll be a tall boy of hams on the on the back burner in the hole. Wow. Uh, listeners just got a whole new appreciation for how lonely you are without us. They already knew. <laughs> I guess so. Brooks, what do you got? <laughs> Great Lakes Brewing coming through again. Big, big surprise. It is another oatmeal stout, but got a, a sidecar of energy Mio because who doesn't love a little pep? Well, speaking of pep, my first drink. This episode has a little pep in it. I got a zip fizz and vodka and some water in there, I think, I, I presume. Some pep. What is this? Uh... Get my vitamins, get my caffeine, get my alcohol all in one drink. Wow, zip fizz. Really the highlight of every Costco trip. This episode sponsored by. We are by... not sponsored by zip fizz. <laughs> but we are sponsored by Die Hard Dice. <laughs> Please Wait, buy Die Hard Dice. <laughs> we were talking about pep so much, I thought we were about to jump into a review of Santa's Daughter. Oh, God. Don't watch that on Netflix. Haley, what are you drinking? 
I am drinking a vodka, elderflower liqueur, and strawberry crystal light. Seems needlessly complicated for what that is. It, the elderflower tastes very good with the strawberry. Okay, I wouldn't have expected that. Speaking to someone else I don't expect half the time. Hey, Emily, what are you drinking? I have the Patreon beverage uh, for this episode. And it's very uh, appropriately named Life Bubble. I picked this out and put it on the poll, uh, the name, that is, before Tulia even casts a spell. So, you know, a little little foresight there. Uh, this drink was suggested by Kevin, and it consists of blue curacao, pineapple juice, pina colada mix, and coconut milk. I was a little worried, because there are a few coconutty chunks in here. I don't think it's actually curdled. I think the coconut milk, I just didn't mix it up enough. It tastes good. You're going to have some coconut pulp in there. It's, mm. you know, I'll, I'll take it. It tastes good, and I the, the chunks are soft enough, I don't notice them. You know, I really enjoy chunks, or pulp, excuse me, in uh, orange juice. A lot of people don't. Yeah, you like pulp in your fiction? <laughs> I'm a some pulp guy. I can do a little bit of pulp in my orange juice. I, I like pulp in my orange juice, but I still <laughs> just can't get over Emily. The chunks are soft enough that everything's okay. I really have a problem with that. I like I I can see them in the drink, but I don't feel them in my mouth, which is fine, because then I just they're not there. So that's not how the tapeworm shot. Not gonna go there. (laughs) Let's uh, (laughs) let's get a roll off between Stephen Brooks. Okay, here we go. Uh Oh, six. Congratulations, Brooks. You're going to the finals. I got a five. I believe I you won won the finals. finals. I I got a five. Well, we've been talking a lot about fibrous chunks this intro, and where we last left our heroes, they entered a mushroom cavern filled with fibrous chunks of plant life. They defeated a ghost last episode and found some items on a body that was clearly killed by said ghost. They then entered the fountain, and Tulia expertly utilized some life bubble to make sure that any spores in the air wouldn't impact our adventurers where we left off they had just entered the cave and it was kind of difficult to walk around very muddy on the ground everybody's boots kind of sticking except the boots of the earth i'm sure you could just move through fine with those she connects down to the like bottom layer of solid earth and just slides right through <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally tubular fray just slide through the muck. the boots made of marble the soul, or at least the souls of them are very good. You better hope this muck does not go very deep. <laughs> You're going straight down. Yeah, she's not very tall. Um, and that's where we find our heroes. So what are you doing? Does there appear to be a, a singular way forward, kind of like the last little mini dungeon with the fire uh, scorpion? It does appear that way. So it looks like you came from a spot, just like in the other dungeon, it was a door. And... If you were to try and look through that door, you would just warp back. So the door doesn't go anywhere, but it's where you enter the dungeon. It looks like it heads forward, heads to the north. And I will say that the fungal growth appears to get even denser as you head in. So I guess marching order? Yeah, absolutely. Which I think currently is like a little bit of a square we've got going on, right? With Air Bear and Matumbe, um, double team in the front, and then Freya and Tulia uh, teaming up in the back. Yeah, absolutely. So finally you find yourself in a chamber that is actually well lit. 
because of all of the photoluminescent or bioluminescent fungus. And I need perception checks. And please place yourselves on the map. That'd be a 32, a 33 if it's a trap, or a 36 if I'm about to act in a surprise round. 12. 30. Tulia, again, is not doing great. She got a 10. So, Matumbe, you're the only one that sees this happen. The, the ground normally covered in muck uh, appears to start to move. And the fungus around you, you see these kind of waves of mushrooms start to surround you. And you may act in the surprise round. And I need everybody to roll for initiative here. Air Bear, what you got? 18. Freya? 21. Tulia? 7. Man, even not playing Eclipse, you've not been able to offer. Wait, you know you only have to roll one time and take the lowest of the one, right? Yes. I will say I did look at the wrong thing for my perception. It was actually a 12. So that's better than 10, but still, it was not good. <laughs> you've definitely lapped Steve on worst roller on this show. I know. Steve, what you got? Uh, I mean, it's not good. So. <laughs> So I'm glad I made that perception check because I got an 11 total. Okay. Well, this creature is first to act in the surprise round. All right. Size and placement here. Oh. Ooh. It's going to be about 15 feet in front of you in this room. Matumbe, with your perception, you're the only one that notices that one of the bioluminescent mushrooms actually morphs into this small humanoid figure with damp fungal hair and glowing yellow eyes and mottled green-brown skin. And it's got lichen and fungus completely covering it. In the surprise round, it acts first and a burst of entanglement Oh no! affects everybody in the party. I'm going to need reflex saves. <laughs> Got a natural 20 for a 29 or a 31 if it's enchantment. Mm-hmm. I'm also putting one on the board with a natural 20. That's going to go up to a 31. Okay. Wow. Steve, you're at three today. Yes, that is correct. Didn't roll so hot. 14. Okay. I got a uh, 13 or a 15 if this is a spell or spell like ability. Meets beats, Freya. Oh my goodness. So none of you are entangled. You know that while you are in the radius of entanglement, anytime you move, you will have to make a check. You will only be able to move half speed, which you could only move half speed anyway. But this entire cavern basically is entangled right now by this creature. That was its standard action in the surprise round, and Matumbe is the only other person that can act in the surprise round, so Matumbe is up. So that's one thing I did forget um, from the very end of last episode was that this is all difficult terrain. I really don't like that. Uh, my original plan was to do a little half charge because I could do that at, at 10 feet, right? With a with just a standard action mm -hmm. um, in a surprise round. But I don't think that's something I can do in a surprise round with, um, with difficult terrain. So the only thing I really can do is alert the rest of my party, which has no mechanical benefit, but sure, he just kind of shouts out, I believe we are under attack here as vines start uh, growing around them or some sort of fungal vines, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then 
I can get a move or a standard action in a surprise round. I guess I'm going to take the move to move up 10 feet because that's less than half of my move speed. And now I am currently threatening this uh, this fungal humanoid creature. But that's, a, that's about it. Okay. At the top of the first round is this fungal creature. The fungal creature can move just fine in this entanglement. And so... Actually, Matumbe, I need you to roll me another reflex save. Ooh. Because you moved through the entanglement. Uh, 16 off the die. That's going to go into the 20s. Okay, so you're good. So you could only move half speed. You did. And uh, you're not entangled. The creature takes a five-foot step back and lunges at Matumbe. Oh, that's weird. I mean, I get it. It's going to yeah. perform its full attack. So first it's going to start slamming at you with tendrils. He doesn't have improved critical, does he? He does not. Uh, a 40 to hit will hit you. Let me check my sheet. <laughs> yes. A 39 will hit you. Hold on. Yeah, that also hits. How about a 24? That actually does not. I didn't think it would. And then finally a bite. That is a 36. Uh, yeah, that, that certainly does. Okay, so the bite oh boy, here deals we go. 19 points of damage. Uh-oh. And then one of the slams, 11 points of damage, and then the next slam is only 9 points of damage. I need you to make me a fortitude save, two fortitude saves, as the vines slam into you, cause an itching sensation, and your skin begins to rot. Oh, God. I would describe that as an itching sensation <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, undersell of a fucking decade here. Uh, this was a terrible decision to move up. Okay. One is an 18 off the die. That fortitude goes up to a 26. The other is a 12 off the die. That goes up to a dirty 20. Okay, dirty 20 fails. Damn it. Um, and you take one point of constitution damage. However, as each of these hits you, it also releases spores. But since you have life bubble on, those don't impact you. So all you're dealing with is the rot on your skin, which is a what this term, one point of constitution damage. I save the party. <laughs> Would you like one up on the board? Yes. Okay, I got you. For every time the spores come out. Thanks. <laughs> Two vines, I heard? Yeah. So, all right. Board's getting pretty full tonight. <laughs> Next in the order is Freya. You could make me a knowledge nature. I will with my whopping plus one. Oh, well, I forgot. Oh, yeah. I always think you have knowledge nature, but you don't. Well, I do have knowledge nature. It's, it's just not much. Shit. It's because, uh... My character Bell has a million knowledges. That's a 13. With a 13, you know nothing. She may not know anything about this creature, but she knows we're having trouble moving right now. Uh, and Jesus, I, no wonder Arastal abandoned you. <laughs> Don't know shit about nature. Rude. Arastal she has a lot of this wisdom. <laughs> <sighs> not wise enough to see the forest for the trees. Fungus from the trees. Uh, I would like to get a... Uh, ruling on a certain spell so freedom of movement 
I was looking uh, online real quick about whether that affects non-magical difficult terrain, and I saw arguments for both sides. The first part of the spell reads to me like it would, and then the second part adds in magical. Why don't you read it to me? This spell enables you or a creature you touch to move and attack normally for the duration of the spell, even under the influence of magic that usually impedes movement, such as paralysis, solid, fog, slow, and web. And then it goes on to talk about like grapple and combat maneuver. And then it allows you to move and attack normally while underwater. So it sounds like, uh, I I mean, Griffin can give a final decision, obviously, but it sounds like it's saying on on top of regular terrain. These magical things also. That's what I was thinking, but it doesn't specifically say difficult terrain. So I just wanted to check. Yeah, it lets you attack normally underwater, which is not magical. I will rule all difficult terrain right now. Both the magical provided by this creature and the non-magical as impacted by freedom of movement. Perfect. Thank you. With that knowledge, Freya reaches out to Air Bear, who is right in front of her. You need to get up to it. And she casts freedom of movement on him. So you have that for an hour and a half. Damn, son. <laughs> That's that's a great move. That's a great move. Uh, The being that it's, well, difficult terrain. We're all clumped up right now. Uh, For Freya to take a move action, it's a reflex save to see if she can even move. Yes, to see if she can move. It's not a very high reflex save, but it is one. I'll try it. 26. 26. You can definitely move uh, just at half speed, so only 10 feet for you. Freya doesn't really want to get too far from the party. Uh, She actually... Right there, just to spread out a little bit, but not very much. She ends up only moving five feet to the side, so she's still within ranged channel. Sure, Air Bear, you just had an awesome spell cast on you. Yeah. So with that awesome spell, I'm actually gonna stay in the same place that I am. Uh, throw, throw your Weeza, she. Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna uh, attempt to taunt. <laughs> Can I intimidate? <laughs> I am going to charge. Yeah, you can. Amazing. Uh, with that charge, you may also, if you choose, make a performance check. I don't see... The crowd is indifferent, so it's an easier check. Do I have to hit with the charge or just perform a charge to do the you check? You just have to perform a charge. Okay, I'd like to do uh, decide that first. Sure. And I'm actually going to use the combination of Freya's spell and the ability for you to move through this difficult terrain as a plus two to your roll. Because I did say I would be giving you guys kind of bonuses for stuff that's not really in the performance combat rules. It's not a flashy spell, but it certainly becomes flashy when Air Bear can charge through a forest of fungus. Yeah, it is... uh... Even with the boots, he can uh, still find the ground underneath the slick, slick layer. So the performance combat with a 19 on the die, bringing to a total of 22. The crowd, you can hear faintly cheer behind the illusion. And you gain your plus one morale bonus as the crowd has become friendly again. All right. Now let's see if you hit on that charge. Probably not. Uh, 17. 17 will not hit the creature. Disappointing. Matumbe, you're up. Okay, let's do a knowledge check. Sure, that would be a knowledge nature. 
Okay. 26. 26 gets you two questions. Defenses. So this creature is known as a Fuldrex. It is immune to electricity and sonic damage. He definitely tosses that one back to Tulia because he's seen some Shit, little, little yeah. electricity. It's from also before. got plant traits, so it's immune to mind affecting paralysis, poison, polymorph, sleep, sonic, and stunning, or sleep and stunning, in addition to the electricity and sonic. Okay. Those are its defenses. Yeah, I've seen a fair amount of special attacks so far, so I'm not too too worried about that. Um, let me get a weakest save. Weakest save is tied between reflex and will. Okay. Or sorry, no, it is will. It is will. Mm-hmm. However, you know that it's immune to mind affecting, so. You may not be able to get into its mind, but if you can convince it to do something it shouldn't do or something, I don't know. It's Its consciousness is weak. And I guess I have to roll a reflex save to move forward to get towards it? Yes. 17 off the die. Uh, that's going to go into high 20s. Yep. Uh, however, this is still difficult terrain, so you do still incur an attack of opportunity by moving forward. Oh, oh dear. Okay, that sucks. Because you have to use 10 feet of movement to move into that square. It's not considered as just moving directly up to it. So does lunge cover its entire turn then? Is that how yes, that works? Like power enters, attack? It enters a state. Okay. So it enters lunge. I, 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 I'm familiar-ish with the feed. I just didn't know if it worked like that. I've never actually used it myself. Emily. Oh boy. Natural 20. Which comes out to... <laughs> no, just kidding. I know I'm going to fucking crush my ace. Roll to confirm here. That's a 34 to confirm the critical. Oh, that certainly confirms. This has been a bad six seconds for Matumbe. That's 24 points of damage. Okay. And I need you to roll me another fortitude save. Not bad. That is a 21. And I am going to apply my Leopard Stat Investigator's Cap. Um, when I identified this creature, I had a, a plus six on that D6. Bring that up to a 27. With a 27, you succeed and do not take the con damage. Okay, great. I did not want that. Now I have an attack left I can do, so I'm just going to do that. I'm going to take a swing at it. Sure. 16 off the die. That's going to go up to a... Oh, dear. uh, 32 with the friendly crowd. That hits. Cool. I didn't put a bane on it or anything on there. Got a long day ahead of us. I want to be a little careful with that. So that is going to be 18 points of damage. All right. Tulia. All right. So Tulia is very concerned about not being able to use lightning, but she will, in fact, swift action, throw one of her arcane reservoir on this spell to boost the DC and not the caster level. Okay. So that it's a little bit harder for you to stop being on fire as she casts spontaneous emulation. I need a fortitude save. Now, uh, I need you to make a... Actually, no, you're not moving, so you're good. Correct. So I need to make a fortitude save? Yes. All right, that is 34. That succeeds. So instead of, you know, catching on fire, you're just going to take some fire damage. Okay. That is 13 total points, so you're only going to take six. 
And because I did a, you know, super great energy spell, I can make a performance check. Okay. And it does appear the, the creature hisses at you after being dealt fire damage. Appears like that did a bit more damage than normal. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I got 19 on the die for a 23. A 23 does make the crowd helpful. Oh, I didn't even add that plus one from the crowd. So now it's a plus two. Yeah, you were looking for a DC 19. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. That's her entire turn. Uh, there is no need for her to move at this point in time. But I do have a constant death watch, and I'm just kind of curious. What's it like? What does it look like as far as health? It's only taken a little bit of damage, but I'm gonna start asking. Death watch gives you like the actual HP, I think. No, I would know. I would know more the like. Is it? Fragile, dead, fighting off death, healthy, undead, neither dead or alive. It's healthy right now. Okay, great. Thank you. I'm not. <laughs> I would also know that because I know uh, everyone in the area. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> it is the plant's turn. It takes a five foot step back and it's going to continue to lunge. And now I'm going to apply power attack. And I'm going to full attack at Air Bear. 28. Yep. 19 misses. 33. Yep. And then a 27. Yep. Okay, this is going to hurt very badly. Well, thankfully I have 13 temporary hit points. 24 for the bite. 20 for one slam. 23 for another slam. And I need you to make me two fortitude saves. And I forgot to mention that, Erbear, when you cut into this, it released a cloud of spores. I did not cut into it. Somebody, oh, Matumbe, you yes, cut into yes, it. Yes, I did. Yeah, it released a cloud of spores. Doesn't seem to be impacting any of you at all, but. Yes. All right. What? Fortitude? Yes, I need two fortitude saves. All right. I am using resolution on both of them. So this is the first roll. Okay. Natural 20. That succeeds. Fantastic. 17 and 19. Total? Or on the die? On the die. So for 30. Okay. You take no constitution damage as you feel your skin start to itch, but it does not begin to rot. You've also noticed that this rot doesn't seem to persist. It just happens when it hits you. Okay. And so I need Freya to go as the creature is fully acted. Freya saw it really be affected by the fire that Tulia did. She remembers back to the bullets she received for her gun, and one of them was flaming, I believe, or a set were flaming. Yeah. So, unfortunately, the creature is uh, just outside of her range. You're allowed to shoot outside of your range increment. Yes. So I'm going to do that, take a penalty, uh, because for Freya, it is a move action to load her gun, so she needs to load in that bullet, and we do have a plus two from the crowd, so I'm hoping that I can do this. So she is going to fire her pistol. What you got? 
12. Hits. Oh my goodness. I can't believe that actually hit. Let's go. Touch AC. <laughs> a lot of these creatures just have a ton of natural armor, which is why gunslingers are so strong. Yo, yo. No, I, I, I was just reading about this for another project we're working on. But if you go outside of your range increment, the attack resolves normally, including taking the normal cumulative minus two penalty for each full range increment. Oh. So it's only touch within your first range increment. Oh. I did not realize that I thought I just had to take a minus two. I mean, I guess I already did it. I'll move next time and uh, load and then shoot on the next turn, I guess. Yeah, that would not result or that would not hit on uh, its regular AC, but that gives you a little more insight into its touch. Air Bear, you just got brutalized by this creature. With uh, being able to move five feet freely in this terrain, I'm going to take full advantage of that and a free action to activate my hasted boots and then full attack. Sounds good. All right. First one will go up to 37. That hits. And that is a critical threat. Uh, I couldn't imagine a 37 might be a critical threat. Yep. So I'll resolve that first because we know that it will benefit. Yeah, so see if you hit with the crit. Does a 28 hit? 28 does hit. All right. So go ahead and resolve the performance check. Natural 16 on the die. Plus two from the crowd already. Plus two from the crit. And then plus two from the crit. Plus three from my BAB. That will go up two. And then 23. And then do I get more for exotic weapons? Exotic weapons are why you have the plus two. Oh, then... uh, 23. Total 23. Does not beat, but... uh, Obviously, the because it's a crit, the crowd doesn't change. Okay. So does a... Well, we've already resolved that a 29 would hit. Yep. Would a 22 hit? No. Okay. Rolling rocks now, finally. The first one is going to be a 25 and a 26. Damage? Oh, this is my... Next attack. Next round of attacks. You think neither of those would hit without lunge, but they do. Fantastic. Those are both critical threats. Sorry, I I, uh, I misspoke. With 20, uh, mid-20s, those would be in mid-30s. Resolve the first one. We've already determined 29 hits. Yep. 19 on the die. That'll confirm as well. Um... You can make the rolls. Uh, you need a 24. It's not going to do anything for your future rolls, but it will get you a victory point if you want to make your performance checks. First one? So basically you need a 17 or higher. No. Two okay. on the top. So that's one. Seven, or, uh, 15. Yep. So neither of those gets a victory point, but the crowd doesn't change attitude because those were critical rolls. So right. what do we have? Three crits. Three crits, one main hand, and the last attack was a two on the die, bringing it to 15. Yep, which obviously misses. So give me the damage. All right. All right, what do we got? 109. 
Looks bloody now, Tulia. <laughs> no one ever accused Campbell's of not being chunky. Matumbe. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. I'm going to be moving up. It looks like a five foot step on the map, but I know I'm entangled, or not entangled, but it's difficult terrain, so I'm going to have to roll reflex, correct? Uh, yes, and you need to roll reflex, and you will incur. Can I acrobatics that? Not through difficult terrain. All right, I wasn't sure. It would reduce your move speed by half, which would allow you to... Oh, I guess it would allow you to move five feet. I don't think you can do that through difficult terrain, though. Yeah, that's super specific. I'm not sure if that's like a real thing. Acrobatics modifiers, DC modifiers, severely obstructed. It doesn't say difficult terrain, but... All right, if uh, acrobatics doesn't work, that's fine, whatever. Reflex save is going to go into the 20s. Yep, so you make it. Actually, that's just a dirty 20. You still make it as a DC 13. Cool. All right, uh, he's up close by this by this fungal creature, and I guess it's just going to take a swing with the axe. Yeah, uh, I imagine a 25 doesn't hit you. It would normally... But I do have my good buddy Air Bear next to me, which pops that AC up to a 26. Nice. Let's go. Oh, I am pretty confident that will not hit, though, with a 19. It doesn't hit. No, I didn't think so. Okay, Tulia, you're up. All right, so Tulia knew, knows fire is the way to go. So with that in mind, she has one other fire spell ready for the day. And she should just use that. Right now... I'm kind of at a at a loss for what I should do. I can either use one of those arcane exploits to increase the saving throw DC by two again, or I could give myself one more D6 of damage for fireball. With a fireball, you're going to have to hit your allies. I can't cast it behind. Nope. There's a wall. Those are just steps. There. Oh, it's not wall a... wall is right behind it. Five feet behind it. It's not a, a cliff. But it's a wall. But these are just cliffs? You're not going to even target it if you cast it above the wall. Or it'll get the plus four to its save and evasion because you're it's got full cover against it. It's up against a cliff and a wall, which forms a wedge. So you can either oh. cast a fireball and get your friends in it, or you can cast a fireball no, up diagonally, which you don't even really have line of sight to, and hope that it fails the save. No, I wouldn't do any of that. So Tulia would love to be able to cast a fire spell, but she currently doesn't have a single one that she can cast. That will hit it because in order to cast fireball, I would have to hit my allies. That in mind, I guess what I'm going to do is I'm going to meta magic feet here and try to use a magic missile toppling spell okay. to maybe knock it over. Sure. So I'll give you the magic missile damage and then I'll have to make a CM CMB check. 18 points of force damage coming right at it and because it is a top lane spell magic feat that impact of the force spell is strong enough to potentially knock this target prone so I will get this free trip check okay. against the target using my caster level plus my casting ability score bonus go for it and I'm going to go ahead and uh, swift action make my caster level too higher for those magic missiles with my arcane reservoir. Can you do that and add the meta magic? Yeah. They're not um The meta magic isn't a action. No, it's not it's an action. Free. Yep. Okay. I rolled a five, so twenty-four. No. It's a creature's turn. It's gonna uh de lunge and attempt to kill Air Bear. 
Uh, so I'm going to need, I'm going to do this one by one because I'm just going to get your fortitude saves every time. Because it's con damage, it maybe knocks you down before it kills you. Yeah, it's important. So first one, natural 20. Rolling to confirm here. That is only a 23 to confirm. Nope. Okay, so it doesn't confirm. So roll me a fortitude save. I don't have a ton of resolve, but I am going to use my resolve on this. Okay. Thank goodness I did. 19 on the die. Bringing that up to a 30. Okay, you just take 24 points of damage. Just. <laughs> Next attack is only a 22, which won't hit. Third slam. That's a 27 to hit. Does a 27 yes. hit? Okay, make me a fortitude save. All right. I am not using resolve. Okay. I imagine this will take it at 20. 20, yes. You're going to take two points of constitution damage. Oh, dear. And an additional 19 points of damage. How's he doing? All right. So with that constitution, Mm -hmm. he had 15 hit points. Yep. 19 brought him unconscious. So with the resolve, I can instantly stabilize. Okay. So Air Bear goes down, but stabilizes at negative four. Remember, because this has come into play several times on our show, when you take constitution damage, the negative that you go to is not impacted by that. It's just if you take drain. So whatever your con score is, you can still go that negative. The final attack is coming at Matumbe then, if Air Bear has dropped to the ground. That is a 32. Wow, I just think that's ridiculous that this character just wouldn't polish off Air Bear. I, that's that's really it's not going to kill the imminent threat. In front of it. <laughs> uh, ooh, double ones though. I just feel like I'm being specifically targeted. That's 18 points of damage. Uh, being a jabroni, yeah, no, that's cool. 18 points of damage. And with the bite, you don't have to take a fortitude save. Okay. Fortune Bay is looking a little rough, but he is still up. Next in the order is Freya. This battle is getting pretty dire. Since she now realizes that she cannot resolve against touch from this range with her gun, it would take more than one turn to actually load and shoot her weapon within that range. So instead, she is going to attempt a reflex save to move up a little bit closer. Mm -hmm. Only a, oh, well, a 15. Yep, 15 does it. All right, she's going to move up 10 feet uh, because it's still difficult terrain. And instead of firing her weapon, she flips the pistol around again, takes the, uh, the handle, rams it into the ground very delicately, and uh, channels. So I need a will save. Will save. 19. That succeeds. I rolled pretty well. Uh, So 22 would have been the total. So 11 damage. And I will use my misfortune. Uh, You don't have to because you've killed the creature. 
Ooh, okay. You may make a performance combat check because you dealt the final blow. Can I use the bonus? You can I because the gun? you use the gun as a part of your channel. So this has the chance to give us a victory point, but could harm us and take us down to friendly instead of helpful. But the good thing about victory points is when you have like a panicked character, you can use a victory mm. point instead of forcing them to roll. So you automatically succeed. Or like you auto succeed on a There's heal. There's a lot of bonuses for victory point. I think it could be worth it. You're the one with the best bonus. I'm rolling at a plus seven. Roll at a plus nine. Oh, okay. I'm giving you the bonus for striking the killing blow. Do you also get a plus two from them being helpful right now? Yes, you would get a plus two from them being helpful. Okay. So 11, plus Plus 11. Plus 11, this is pretty good. Yes. Okay, thank you guys. I rolled a 13, so I got a 24. (laughs) Met the DC and gained a victory point. Yeah. Woo! You are now out of combat. And you see that the cavern extends further in. Is it similar to what we've seen in the past where it kind of fades away eventually? Or would we not know that? You can't really... There's a... There's kind of a cliff face. It goes about 10 feet up. So you need to get... You need to scramble up that to see what's deeper in. But you see... It's light in here. You see light that way, but you're not sure if that's just the bioluminescence of these fungi. Okay. So I I would say, like, we should just keep moving in same old order as always. But air bears on the ground. Right, yeah. Freya, do you mind switching shoes with our friend here? (laughs) So I was just looking this up. One uh, minor issue. The effect ends if the wearer is rendered unconscious. Oh. So I don't know if we could, like, <laughs> stand him up and plant him on the ground and have it start. No, you're going to have to magically heal him. Okay. But you do have a victory point. I was just about to look that up. Are we able to do, like, a free heal to get him up with the victory point? With the victory point, you can use it to succeed on a failed check. So, with the victory point, Freya would be making the performance check, and the only thing that that can do is hurt you, because it's a magical healing, but if you do fail, you can spend the victory point to keep the crowd at helpful. Okay, so yeah, you you, you heal, try and do it in like a, I'm bringing him back to life way, like really cool, to try and woo the crowd, and if they're not wooed by that, spend a victory point, fuck it. Yep. I think it's worth it. So with Matumbe hauling her over. Freya does a healing pistol whip. (laughs) Utilize her gun for the performance check. (laughs) But actually, Freya's holy symbol is now her gun. So instead of uh, pointing the gun at him, she takes it and presses it against his chest. Where's my money at, man? (laughs) Uh, casting cure serious wounds into him uh, through the gun. She just turns it into a little squirt gun of holy water. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, that cartridge was a bullet. <laughs> she no. makes a prayer to the NRA. <laughs> Got Haley with that one. Oh, almost had vodka through my nose. 30 points of healing. 
I assume. Brings uh, Air Bear back with plenty to spare. He's got 26 health now. Uh, and then Frey's going to make that ch- uh, perform. Yeah, make that performance check. Check. It's a difficult DC. You should still have the plus two, though, because they're still helpful. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't plus get nine. Yeah, plus nine, because I didn't get the, f- it wasn't the final blow. So that is a 23. Actually, you don't have to spend anything because you didn't mm-hmm. fail by more than five. So Yay! Hey. As long as you're within five, it doesn't change the attitude. Perfect. Great. Uh, and after doing that, Freya sits Air Bear up and she starts taking off her boots and uh, putting them on him. And goes barefoot into the muck. She had other boots she was wearing before. It, it's <laughs> difficult to take them off and put another pair on. You're definitely stepping in the mud with bare feet. Ugh, gross. And then you have to put those feet in boots. Don't worry, Air Bear's uh, like covered in mud. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is. Just mud and mushrooms. Yeah, I'd say we're all like really gross. I mean, we're, we were all fighting entangled every time. So we're slopping through this mud. Like, yeah, you guys look like gross. you've gone through a pig pen, basically. You've, you've mucked out a pig pen. You're all nasty. Does, does it look like there's a... Uh mud up up on the high cliff as well it doesn't appear to I mean I'm not going to tell you actually because you can't see 10 feet above you well well darn because Tulia hasn't moved at all and she was considering just using dimensional slide (laughs) it's probably smart I imagine Tulia is not good at climbing she's not at all so okay you could dimensionally slide up because there's there's nothing in this creature like there was the scorpion. You don't know. You, you honestly haven't really checked it out, but it seems to decay really quickly. Yeah, I guess while while the healing's going on, and it seems like Tulia is eyeing this like little cliff face we're looking at. Um, that seems to be the way we need to go. It's going to be able to check out the creatures, see if there's any weird stuff about it or anything it's carrying that might be beneficial to the party going forward through the maze. No, it's really not carrying anything. And like I said, it seems to be decaying really quickly now that it's dead. And it's kind of like turning to mush. So Tulia is like 45 feet away, hasn't moved all combat at all. She's calculating the angle and what she needs to do to get up there. And then she just disappears and hops up above everybody else and looks down. Yeet! (laughs) And looks down at Machimbe observing the body. Uh, Air Bear sitting there with his shoes on trying to heal and then everyone else looking disgusting and uh, just like, are y'all ready to go yet? I don't like this muck. Okay. How high up is this little cliff? <laughs> Ten feet. Okay. So Matumi is at the bottom of this cliff and as Air Bear and Freya are doing their thing, he looks to Tulia puts away his shield and pulls out the rope of climbing. <laughs> oh, no. And he looks her dead in the eyes. Bacall, bacall. <laughs> and, and slowly this rope snakes up to her. And it snakes in, into right where, you know, right in front of her hand. Please tie this up. We will be up there shortly. <laughs> yes, I guess she'll tie that off wherever she needs to go. Matumbe does his same thing where it like forms a little seat and he does his he does his old man uh, up the staircase uh, climb 
My climb is a 13 now. It's actually kind of good. But, but, but I gotta do it anyway. It. Uh, yeah, you guys all make it up and you find a statue covered in various types of fungus. You also see that there's an opening in the ceiling and there's some light shining through. Appears to be moonlight. Can I do like perception, knowledge, something? Yeah, so you guys could do a knowledge nature, a craft alchemy, um, and a profession cook. Where's Nana Opal? Cook? Huh. Frank's going to attempt to aid Matumbe. Remember, we're trying to get cream and mushroom soup. See whether oh, it's yeah, edible. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm actually not going to allow any aids here. You oh. all need to make separate checks. Wow. So whatever you like to do, you could even do a perception, uh, and that would... This this whole area is covered in flora. My perception would be my higher bonus, but I assume a, a knowledge nature might be a, a little bit more specific or... So you're going to need a craft alchemy. So somebody's going to have to do it, even if it's untrained. A knowledge nature would be the next most important, tied with a survival. I can only do a knowledge nature. Then a perception would be kind of the check you would make if you can't make any of the others. So perception is not going to get you as much is what I'm saying. So here is where Tulia is at. A untrained craft for me would just be my intelligence modifier. So I would have a plus eight to that role. For... The knowledge, nature, I would have a plus 13. It would actually be an untrained profession check, which keys off of your wisdom. That's a zero. So let's try that again. <laughs> would you describe this soup as an alchemical item? That's the, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm... So then I would get a plus two on my craft alchemy check untrained, which would net a plus nine. Okay. I mean, you that's, have the highest on right. Well, Matumes is a roll plus nine with the potential to add a d6. So, so I've already rolled my dice, so I, I'm not going to reveal those to anybody because I, I kind of want to keep this roll and I haven't mentioned it. Same. I mean, I mean, I have I have alchemy at a plus plus nine, but I also have a, a nature that's pretty good too. So it might be better for me to take the nature if you also have the alchemy. What is your? I don't have an alchemy as on trade, but alchemy um, would be a plus eight, so it's only one away. What's your nature? Uh, it's it's high. It's a, like a fifteen or something. Mine's a thirteen. That's why I wanted to just double check. Yeah, it is. It is a fifteen. Okay, so you're two higher. That difference there means that craft alchemy makes more sense because I'm only one away versus you're two higher on the nature. Right. So. All I'm saying is he has the potential to be at a plus fifteen craft alchemy if he uses his inspiration, which I did. I, I rolled it. So. His ceiling is higher. Is yeah, what I'm let, let me let me take the the alchemy. I ha, I do have to use an inspiration, but I think it's worth it. Okay. Because I don't think we're gonna get a second shot at whatever this is. Yeah. Barry and um, and Freya. Well, Freya, you have nature as well as survival. I'd say survival is the third most important, and then perception is something that you know if you're way higher in perception, maybe do that. She's much higher in perception, so I'm gonna do. I have a plus one survival and a plus nine perception. I have a plus five survival and a plus 12. Yeah, definitely do survival for it. Okay. Um, I can also roll twice and take the better if I use my bit of luck. Who ha- who has the, the dowsing thing? Or the not dowsing. The, uh, the sapling rod? Yeah, the sapling rod. 
It gives you a plus five. Shit, does Clip still have that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Never mind. I was trying. Hey, I don't know why good. she slept with that and not the axe, but okay. <laughs> she slept with her pack. Because she dropped the axe. Yes, I always go to bed with my backpack on. So I guess maybe you have my backpack. Okay. So, craft alchemy for me. Uh, I didn't want to reveal my roll because it is actually kind of good. That comes out to a 25 total. 25 total. Okay. How about the nature? Uh, 28. 28. Nice. Also a good roll. I was yeah. not willing to share. Do we have a survival? I'm going to use bed of luck uh, and roll twice. Okay. I'm glad I used it. One of those is a 19, which goes to a 24 for survival. Okay. And then give me the perception. With a 20 on the die, 29. Oh, Brooks, I'm putting it on the board over here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fill it up. So between the four of you, you are able to put together the correct fungi in this room. So between Matumbe and Tulia, they are able to both collect the fungi that are the ones that are growing the best. You know that the ones that are in the moonlight are actually going to taste the most flavorful. Uh, Matumbe, you are able to combine them correctly with the survival check from Freya combined with the perception check from Erbear, they are actually able to find other reagents in this area, such as uh, flavorful roots and herbs that would make a dish taste far better. And so you are able to avoid all toxic mushrooms and combine the right ingredients to form potentially a very good mushroom soup. Fantastic. We're totally gonna start a restaurant after this, right? Or at least a food truck. Yeah. That's the logical conclusion of this mm -hmm. campaign. Only with mushrooms. <laughs> All you serve is mushroom meals. And so with that, your fungal challenge is completed and I need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. Yeah. Alright! I knew it. Soup. Slapter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.